thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com you're listening to the john dipetro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com it's friday it's january 6th (laughs) that's right two years ago trespassing day oh my goodness. But folks, the Capitol, unfortunately, still a mess. So we're going to bring you up to speed on everything. Now, I also want to highlight last night we did episode nine, Cranston PD Live. Uh, for those that are not on Facebook, it is on YouTube on the John DePietro Show page. And also it is on our website, dipetro.com. Something very interesting happened last night. I want to play some of the sound of it. There was a, uh, we had a report of a driver, uh, someone you know, a citizen, someone, uh, a, a motorist is following someone that seems impaired right off Route 37, almost ran into a state police car. We arrived on the scene. You're going to then hear from Troy. Guy is a hero. So he started following this guy, severely impaired, from Route 37. And then he started, the, this guy, Massachusetts police started driving, I don't know where he thought he was going way up into the woods of Western Cranston. And then Troy finally boxed him in, and he, he he took the keys out of the guy's car, and the guy was severely impaired. So I want to start off and play some of the sound last night. This is uh, Cranston PD Live, and I'll narrate some of it. This is where we're just arriving. And uh, we're going up, and he is there, and the police officers are talking to the man at his vehicle. So he recognizes me. That's Troy. My first citizen's arrest. I didn't make an arrest, but... He stopped him. So this is where they're trying to get the motorists out. The guy is severely impaired, intoxicated. White Mercedes. In the... Airbag on the passenger side came out. This is Troy. This guy is the driver stumbling on his feet. <clears throat> Completely. It's frightening, folks. He was operating a vehicle. That's, again, Troy describing what he saw. And on 37, DOT had a big vehicle with an arrow pointed. He was the only car that went almost right into it. And then he started going off to the side. 
to the then he went on like to the right side he took off i was held at the light at the end of uh, 37 then all of a sudden i met back up with him on phoenix Ave. he had a tad of lights on i was like what the hell i guess i'm right this guy's messed up if you need a clearer one kind of shooting, this is the voice of troy parmentia the hazlites on he's on the wrong side of the road starts hitting different objects like skimming the telephone skimming the curbs skimming a mailbox so finally he comes on this side of the road there's a truck coming down this way i'm flashing it so that guy would slow down knowing that this guy's on the wrong side of the road that guy blocks him in here i pulled up here so he couldn't get out i jumped in opened the door took the side of the road starts hitting different objects like skimming the telephone skimming the curbs skimming a mailbox so finally, he comes on this side of the road. There's a truck coming down this way. I'm flashing it so that guy would slow down knowing that this guy's on the wrong side of the road. That guy blocks him in here. I pulled up here so he couldn't get out. I jumped in, opened the door, took the keys out. Wow. Luckily, he didn't take off. But I, would, I, I couldn't watch, I couldn't watch some, him kill himself or someone else, you know. Too much of that. We got to start the year off right. Folks, this was last night. Gonna do our part. Troy. What a man. Enjoy one after dark. I love it. I love it. I saw you. I said, no way. This is crazy. Love it. I mean, that he followed. I'm just glad I'm on the. Yes. Yes. I didn't give up. Folks, followed him. I didn't want to get too aggressive. You're going to hear Sergeant Corvisi now come in. Oh, this is where they're uh, towing. Then no, he's taken away in an ambulance. They eventually had to tow the car. He's on the ambulance or on the gurney. Highly intoxicated. Sergeant Corbesi, Cranston police. Couldn't even function properly, and he's going to the hospital right now. He's going to be in custody, and we're going to be towing his vehicle. So. Example of what I had mentioned earlier about just following the vehicle, calling us, or getting a plate description to let us. Unfortunately, his driving was so erratic that uh, a citizen had to try to block him in to stop him from moving. Troy, I'm in tier. Want to give a shout out to anybody? Uh, shout out to my wife, Aubrey. I'm coming home safe. Let's go. It's a big time move. Thumbs up for him. One for the team. Wow. Big time. Folks, again, that is uh, Troy Parmentier. What a big-time move. I want to once again explain. He was riding along. He saw this impaired driver, severely impaired, began to follow him, and then finally was able to box him in. This guy was all over the road, and then he took his keys out. And at the same time, he had called, he called the police, so then we arrived on the scene. Again, you can see all of it right on the website, dpetro.com. We also have had YouTube and Facebook that was episode nine, Cranston PD Live. Folks, one person makes a difference. One person potentially saved that person from not only injuries or maybe even worse themselves, but someone else, especially the roads this individual was on. I mean, they're dark, they're winding. Great job by Troy. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 
252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website. It happens to be DePietro.com. If you ever miss a segment, you can listen there. Plus, there's merchandise and a lot more. Folks, it's time for our legal segment. Join us right now. He's one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He's our legal expert. Happy New Year and welcome back to uh, our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off with, boy, this first story, it's... um. It's so unusual because it's 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 virtually impossible to fire a public school teacher in in Rhode Island, public school teacher, period. But in Rhode Island and uh, this is a really interesting case. It's just bubbling under. I believe it was just filed. But this is a teacher claiming the. I I believe the reason he's claiming he was fired is because he wouldn't pay union dues. Uh, Well, first of all, Happy New Year to you, John, and to all your listeners. Let's hope it's a good one. Uh, Yes, this this is a case that's just breaking. Um, This gentleman is a teacher, um, and he at one point said, I don't want to pay union dues. He was a Westward teacher. I don't want to pay union dues because the dues are used to promote uh, a political agenda, agenda that I don't agree with. So he worked it out with the union where a portion of his union dues would go towards union activities and a portion would go to funding student scholarships, I believe. So they they came up with an accommodation for this guy. And one of the reasons I think they wanted to do so is, and I'm not sure it's exactly applicable here, but some states are right-to-work states where you can yep. be in a union and say, I don't want to pay union dues, and you can't be terminated based upon that. Rhode Island is not a right-to-work state. I mean, as we all know, the unions have a stranglehold on many oh, things yeah. in this state, and uh, the right-to-work movement has never gotten any traction in Rhode Island for obvious political reasons. So this guy says, um, use a portion of my union dues for something else because I don't like your agenda. Then fast forward, he finally, in, in December of 2019, I believe, he resigns from the union and stops making any payment oh. of union dues saying, I'm not doing it. I don't want to be a member of this union, but I want my job. Now, the backdrop is apparently he was a really good teacher. He always got glowing reviews. His evaluations were always excellent. And in his complaint, um, 
he alleges that he was fired on a pretext. And the pretext was that right after his review, so the sequence is in November of 2019, glowing review. December, one month later, 2019, he resigns from the union. Shortly thereafter, in February, two months later, uh, he's terminated. And they claim that the problem was that his teaching methods were too stern and not friendly, and he didn't participate enough with staff and students. Okay. Now, this was never mentioned at any student, I mean, excuse me, any, any um, job evaluation ever. Uh, no teacher evaluation ever disclosed that he was too stern, he was not friendly, he didn't oh. participate with staff. Silent, nothing. So in his complaint, he says, this is a pretext. They fired me for this pretextual reason because I quit the union. Now, he's looking for his job back. He's looking for monetary damages. He's got a very good lawyer in Joe Larissa, who's pretty well versed in municipal law. He's been involved in East Providence politics off and on for years. And... I think that Larissa either reached out to a national organization or vice versa, but this plaintiff whose name is Lance Alata, yep, also has outside counsel who work with something called, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correct, the Mackinac or Mackinac Center for Public Policy. Huh. It's kind of like FIRE in the free speech area. Yeah, uh, FIRE does free speech. This organization um, also looks at educational institutions and quote unquote looks for the free marketplace and limited government within the educational environment. So it's a right to work organization. So they're going to try to get into Rhode Island courts to prove that this guy should not have to pay union dues that it's a it's a First Amendment issue, it's a free speech issue, it's a free expression issue, and takes the position that he can't be terminated because he doesn't want to be a union member. Will this work in Rhode Island? Um, I, I think it's a very unique and interesting argument. I think he's going to have a substantial uphill fight. Um, but I don't know that this type of case has ever been brought in this manner for these reasons in this state. So they could make some law here. And as it heats up, it could become a very interesting political hot potato. Tim, Dad, how much does it help, though, to have one of these outside types of organizations? I know another one I talked to sometimes they're called the Pacific Legal Foundation. There's a number of organizations. Very competent attorneys, uh, but it, how much could it potentially help to have that type of assistance? It's huge when you get one of these outside organizations yeah. coming in to help out. They they do this all over the country. They take on unions all over the country. They're well funded. They have legal research. They've got teams of lawyers who can provide the local attorney with assistance in drafting memoranda of law doing legal research, providing the appropriate case law, uh, providing uh, to the local attorney arguments that have worked 
in other jurisdictions, steering the attorney away from arguments that have not worked in other jurisdictions. Um, it's a substantial resource for information and for funding. It, it's a big deal. Hmm. Folks, quick break. Watch where I hit our legal Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401 434 1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for, for you through a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, Happy New Year. It's a new year. He is a columnist of the Boston Globe. It is on, and Dan, uh, first of all, the globe is just <clears throat> filled with tremendous, a lot of obviously political, kind of political news, but not really news, but just coverage. Uh, but let's start off. The globe has full coverage of Governor McKee and his, finally, he gets inaugurated for a four-year term. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm not sure what you thought of, of his speech. I actually thought both he and, to some degree, Mayor, uh, Mayor Smiley in Providence both, I was a little surprised that their speeches were kind of less about their vision for the future and more almost sounded like vi like repeat victory speeches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, look, you could you could argue over the uh, you know the style that is given there and stuff like that, but I do think it speaks to a challenge that uh, especially this governor has going into twenty twenty three, which is. I'm just not quite sure what he stands for. Um, you know, he, he talked a little bit about education in there and wants to, you know, has this goal that he you know, kind of set on a whim to say, uh, you know what, we're going to get to Massachusetts numbers by 2030. Uh, remember, that was, he threw that out in his victory speech. Uh, in, in, you know, when he won in November, he, this was not a point of conversation at all on the campaign trail, if you remember. Mm. Um, and so I, I'm still waiting to see that sort of plan for what the next year is going to look like. We'll get a little bit of a sense in the budget in a couple of weeks, but, but, you know, it, it's more than just what, you know, what's on the, the lines of the budget, right? I want to know how you're going to do it, how you're going to, and then I think you have to answer the questions that we all have, particularly when it comes to education, how are you going to deal with the public employee unions, things like that. We just haven't seen that strategy really start to play out yet. Obviously, it's early, um, but th th this is a governor who, again, it hasn't really been around very much since getting elected, comes out with a speech that is not exactly 
you know, the vision for Rhode Island that you might have expected. So we're still kind of left waiting to figure out, you know, where he is on all the big issues. Hey, McGowan, when you talk about education, you know, you're exactly right. Number one, he got the endorsement from NEA Rhode Island. I, I haven't heard of any dramatic change that, you know, going to involve how they get involved. But the, the big education story right now is what we're seeing play out in Providence. And that's going to get pretty ugly over the next six months. So it's it's his 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 quote vision. It, it just seems kind of void of, of reality of like of what's happening as one person said to me, that that's not boots on the ground. That's that's not what's taking place. No, and this is a governor who should be who should have been prepared because again, the, you know, this is somebody who it's not like it's Ashley Kalis or even if it were Helena Folks, you'd say, well, you know, they're 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 still new. They're still learning the building. They're right. still learning everything. The governor had you know eighteen months, nineteen months leading into this. Um, as the governor, and uh, and I think you hit it on the head. I mean, I've been saying this for for months now that the, I think one of the first big challenges this governor has is to uh, negotiate a teachers' contract with with the Providence Teachers Union. I mean, if I'm Brett Smiley in Providence, I'm going to keep you know talking about how Providence schools need to be fixed, but I'm I'm relying here on the governor uh, and the gov in the, the Department of Education to actually come up with a contract that can work um we just haven't seen anything of substance when it comes to that i mean it, it reminds me of I, I remember that that you know the year of merrill orza having his big fight with the teachers union and all he said over and over was we need a transformational contract we would get a little aggravated with him because i'd say mayor what does a transformational contract look like and he'd be very you know, he didn't want to negotiate in public right that was his that was his shtick and he you know, argue that it, it wasn't actually helpful if he, if he explained everything that he, that he wanted. Um, you know, I wonder if you're going to get the same thing here, but we just, we haven't seen, even, even compared to, you know, the Gina Raimondo, Angelica Infante Green sort of initial contract negotiations, at least they didn't get anything they wanted, but at least we knew what they wanted. That's right. Uh, uh, now we, we, we honestly don't know. I, I don't know what the big, issue that the governor maybe there's nothing in, in which case i think that would be a, a huge concern maybe he just wants to get a contract done um my guess is he you know the way he's speaking he wants to see more than that but you know again he needs to articulate that and that's not a budget problem right that's not a a thing that you go to the state of the state or the you know you give your budget in a couple of weeks and you say you know well, we're carving out x number of dollars for a teacher's contract no the money's built in there we need to actually see policy change um you know that's not voted on by lawmakers this is a contract and so uh, i'd be really interested to see how how this plays out in the next couple of months folks we're speaking with dan mcgowan columnist of the boston globe nadine you've covered providence mayor angel tavares obviously you covered the eight years of uh mayor alorza's term in office I, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on it is it is now reality. It is Providence Mayor Brett Smiley. Yeah, look, I think he I'll tell you the the, the number one thing that I think you're going to see a big difference between him um, and both Alorza and Tavares is he's very comfortable with kind of what he believes in and is willing to make the case to anybody who, um, you know, anybody who's asking questions. Mayor Lorza did not like talking to the media. It was just, it was a, it was pretty much a fact. He, he, he right. had no use for us um, for, for the majority of his eight years. And even when he was a candidate, for, you know, for mayor, he, his message was, I'm not buddy. 
Um, Angel Tavares was never somebody, you know, he, he, first of all, he had big, you know, big crisis to fill when it came to, yeah, or to address when it came to the, the, the money in the city of Providence. But, you know, Angel Tavares' strategy was he, he, he wasn't a big, you know, go on the radio guy. He wasn't, you know, sitting down for lots of interviews. He was more accessible, certainly, than Alorza, but he wasn't that much. Um, I, I think you're going to see a different Brett Smiley here. I, I noticed that actually, of all people, it was with the um, – the progressive blogger Uprise, he, uh, Steve Alquist, he asked the question, you know, about, uh, I believe it was at the interfaith breakfast that, that all the mayor, the mayoral, uh, the new mayors have. And there was a question that kind of you know, loaded question about, you know, do you really think that the city seal should be, you know, in the same place as like re- a religion, right? It was one of those kind of questions. Yeah. And Brett Smiley said, Brett Smiley answered it directly and said, this is exactly what, you know, the government's supposed to be doing. We don't follow one religion. We follow, you know, we're willing to hear from everybody. And it was just, as I watched the way he answered the question and I said, boy, that's a, that's a guy who is willing to, you know, answer kind of loaded questions that are, you know, a, a little bit meant to attack. I think he's going to be somebody who's willing to, you know, face the heat. Um, you know, his challenge is, as I, I've always thought this with Brett Smiley, I think he's going to be a competent mayor. He can execute things. The, the, the issue for him is going to be, does he have the kind of emotional bandwidth to handle being the mayor of Providence. You know, how does he handle the first time, you know, a ki- unfortunately a teenager gets shot and killed in the city? Right. You know, uh, you remember years ago, he made the glib line about, you know, go stay with your friends in the suburbs. Yes. When came to the, these are challenges that now he's grown up a lot since then, but these are the things that, you know, being the mayor, you got it. You can't just be kind of stuck in your, you know, your own lane uh, when you're the mayor, especially when you're a white mayor in a, in a city that is, you know, uh, increasingly majority minority. But uh, so far, so good. I think he's ready to come out of the gate. Uh, he, he's got a lot of his team kind of already lined up. Uh, I already, you and I talked about this last week. I'm sensing some level of, you know, jealousy where I think people in the, at the state level, the governor's office are, you know, a little bit put off by the fact that Brett Smiley's getting a lot of positive attention right now. Yeah. So I think that's going to be really interesting to follow as well. Folks, quick break, much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro show. It's getting cold already this winter. Keep your family, your employees warm with Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. It's not solar, but you can help people save money on their electricity. Yes. Uh, If they're a commercial customer and they're with the grid, 
uh, local utility. We can also uh, provide them with electricity and also commercial natural gas for uh, right to their business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Situation in Washington. Not a good one. Not a good one. Like to think that this is not a good backdrop. In the aftermath of January 6th. Let's play. Um, they're, they're holding different ceremonies and um, special reports. Second anniversary of the attack on the Capitol. We'll just hear a little bit of this. This is uh, Pierre Thomas of of ABC News. Pierre Thomas, our thanks to you as always and for your continued reporting on such an important part of this, the mental health of the officers long afterward. And we have seen so many images seared into our minds since that day, but uh, now we add uh, the images of today and the children walking down those steps to jointly say the name of their loved one in front of that microphone. We're going to come back on the air. Oh, my goodness. And I'll tell you, they're not, the Republican Party is not helping themselves based on what is happening. As I've been saying, this whole business regarding Kevin McCarthy, very, very difficult to um, negotiate with individuals that seemingly just want chaos and fame. And I recognize some, not everyone agrees with that. But all right, I want to play. This is now uh, House Republican leadership. It's just, I don't see anything positive about it. Let's hear the latest now. The House hasn't been this divided for this long over choosing a speaker since before the Civil War in 1859. How long do you think this is going to drag out for at this point? I'd love to know, but we're working through it. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. But if we finish well, we'll be very successful. But McCarthy has not gained any new support even after making several concessions, including changing the House rules so a single lawmaker could force a vote to remove a speaker. None of it was enough. A speaker has not been elected. A speaker has not been elected. Oh. A speaker has not been elected. Eleven conservatives making it clear they won't cave. It is not happening. And Good as night. it's been said, we need to get to a point where we start evaluating what life after... Kevin McCarthy looks like. But those backing McCarthy growing frustrated. Without a speaker, the House can't function. No members can be sworn in. No bills can be passed. Congressman Don Bacon telling me he had to cancel a classified briefing because he lost his security clearance. Our constituents call me. They, they want help with passports, visas, uh, disability, claims they with the VA, and all that's on hold. And that's because of these 20 people who are holding us hostage. A bitter standoff that McCarthy says will go on for however long it takes. No, no, I'm not putting any time on it. I just think we've got some progress going on. We've got members talking. Uh, I think we've got a little movement. So where do things go from here? Well, the House will pick up with its 12th round of voting in just a few hours. There are early signs that Kevin McCarthy is actually making progress with some Republican holdouts, but he can only afford to lose four members of his own party. And that conservative group may be small, but they still have the power to block his path to Speaker. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Folks, I also take issue with this small group of conservatives. This, You know, and I get email from certain people, you know, Crenshaw's a rhino, McCarthy's a rhino. You know, it, it becomes a contest. 
So Mac Gates and Lauren Boebert, what, what what makes like no, they're the real conservatives. Anyone else that's not with them, they're not really a conservative. No, they they they're the ultra conservative. This is like the the MAGA and the ultra MAGA. No, 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 they're not. They're not really like you know Jim Jordan's not a real conservative. He immediately people go, oh, he's a rhino. No, no, he you know he wants funding for Ukraine. That makes him a rhino. Crenshaw's a rhino. McCarthy's a, so anyone that doesn't agree. It's so juvenile. It's so ridiculous. You you can't. I've been, I've been saying I don't. You you can't negotiate with people that just want fame and chaos. They don't want power. They 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 don't want this to end. Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, Andy Biggs, they Chip Roy. They don't they don't want it to end. As soon as they they're getting making fundraising efforts, being successful, the moment this ends, the moment their fame. And the money rolling in stops. No, they, they, they want fame and chaos. As I said, life is not a Trump rally. These are individuals that have all had their turn, got up on stage, thousands of people cheering, and it, 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 they, they, they keep chasing that. To me, I mean, that's what it's like. It's like a drug addict chasing the high. Uh, many people have said, you know, when they, the, the first time someone does cocaine, it, it's this high, pure form, and then the, the person that becomes addicted has a substance abuse problem. They then just keep chasing that initial high that they had. And that's what it's like. Their life changed when they went on stage, uh, I believe, at one of some of these Trump rallies. And they suddenly had recognition, applause, uh, larger than they ever expected. And so they're trying to just get that back and capture that. This group... They don't want to be one of, you know, 218. They want to keep the small and the attention. And they're getting plenty of attention. I just don't see know where this is going. You know, I hear people saying, well, and, and I saw Neil Cavuto yesterday on Fox trying to say, well, what about Steve Scalise? No one will be acceptable because whoever they choose ends the ride that they're on. This is a ride. This is, they think they're like... A rock band on tour. They don't want the tour to end. The moment they come to an agreement, the tour ends. They don't want the party to end. Right? It's like in the movie Social Network when they're trying to explain. Uh, Justin Timberlake comes in and is explaining, gee, selling ads. I don't know. It's like you're throwing the best party on campus, but it's only 11 o'clock. Like, why... They, they don't want this to end. They want to continue with this chaos, the fame they're getting from it. They don't care that it's not all positive. Lauren Bobart, she's never been, had more interview requests in her life. Everywhere she goes now, people know who she is. Matt Gates is the same way in a number of them. They don't want that to end. They want it to increase and get larger. They want to take it on the road. I'm sure they want some time off. They can go back to wherever, the districts or whatever, and a group of them will show up, and they'll do like a group rally. And again, I, I get the whole nature that this gets people excited and people are cheering them on. I've been at the rallies. I've been at a number of different rallies. But there's, there's a big difference between that and actually governing, right? There's a big difference between that and governing. So they're just, you know, it, it is kind of rebels without a cause. I know they think they have a cause, but that piece of 
um, Lauren Bobart going at it with Hannity was was pretty revealing. So I also want to um boy this story about Colorado, the roommate who survived actually saw she could pick out his bushy eyebrows. Let's listen to the School, latest. This is Good Morning America. The latest. Good morning, Kana. Michael, good morning. So that affidavit says that not only did one of the surviving roommates hear a male suspect that night, but saw one as well. It also says that authorities gathered phone records based on a search warrant to see if Koberger stalked any of the victims or conducted surveillance on their home. And those records showed that he had been in that area at least a dozen times oh. prior to the murders, wow. all in the late evening or early morning hours. Oh boy. This morning, as Brian Koberger is held without bail in Idaho, charged with the murder of four college students. Do you understand? Yes. A newly released affidavit revealing chilling new details from one of the surviving roommates says she was woken up around 4 a.m. that night by what she thought was Kaylee playing with her dog upstairs. Shortly after, she thought she heard Kaylee say, there's someone here. The roommate looked out of her bedroom but didn't see anything, then looked out again when she thought she heard crying from Zana Carnado's room. It was followed by a male voice saying, it's okay, I'm going to help you. The roommate opening her door a third time, standing frozen as she saw a man clad in black clothing and a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose, noting he was athletically built as he walked toward her, getting so close she could make out his bushy eyebrows. He then walked right out the sliding glass door. The roommate then locking her door and police not contacted for another eight hours. Oh. The affidavit also stating police used surveillance footage and cell phone data to place Koberger near the victim's home before, during, and after the crime. Based on cell phone data, police suspect he was in the area at least a dozen times in the months before the murders and returned the morning after. The morning but after. The night of, police believe Koberger turned his phone signal off at 2.47 a.m. until 4.48 a.m. It was just about 4.04 in the morning when video captured his white Elantra passing the victim's home. The car not seen again until about 16 minutes later, 4.20, speeding off. Then at 5.30 a.m., after his cell phone signal was back on, Dana shows Koberger traveling back to his home in Pullman from Moscow. Overnight, the family of one of the victims, Kaylee Gonzalez, now speaking out after coming face-to-face -face with the suspect in court for the first time. His demeanor was uh, disheveled, um, beaten, surprised, overwhelmed. He didn't have the swagger that I think he thought he was going to have being put in that type of situation. I think you see somebody who feels overwhelmed and defeated. Kaylee's father, Steve, who has been relentless in his pursuit of answers, telling ABC News overnight he wants to make this as uncomfortable as possible for the defendant. I want him to feel and see what he's done. Um, and if that means we have to be uncomfortable and we have to go through some things, then we will. We're also learning new details about the evidence law enforcement used to track down Koberger. Sheep. Police stating they discovered DNA on the button snap of a tan leather knife sheath that was on the bed next to the body of victim Madison Mogan. Police say they later linked that DNA to Koberger by collecting his father's DNA from trash outside the family's oh. home and matching it to their sample from the crime scene. 
Now, Koberger did not enter a plea yesterday. He does maintain his innocence. He has a status hearing set for next week. And you guys, that will happen the day after classes resume here at the University of Idaho. Okay, Kana, thank you that so much. That is amazing. Man. Folks, fantastic police work. Fantastic police work. All right, it's Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atment urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atment urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401 580 1852 limitless outdoors they specialize in patios walkways steps they did a fantastic job on my outside steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installations excavation call limitless outdoors today let's dream build and enjoy 401-580-1852 1852 based in smithfield limitless outdoors they also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors call them today free quote get the most of your outside you're gonna love what they can do for you 401-580-1852 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website which is dipetro.com folks this portion of our program brought to you by propane plus propane do you use propane you do call propane plus heating and cooling 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 propane plus they want to be your propane provider they've been there three generations they're available 24 7 such an efficient operation the family family run business what a tremendous job they do they have a very user-friendly website and that is log on propaneplus.com residential commercial just type in your zip code folks it's propane plus and remember propane is energy for everyone it's affordable it's sustainable it's equitable It's good for the environment, lowest carbon fuel, and it's renewable. It's Propane Plus. Call them. Do you use propane? Well, give my friends a shot. 
at Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. I want to mention the Wall Street Journal had a good editorial. And I um, and I know there's several people out there that don't, I'm going to say don't understand. But all of this negative talk against Ukraine and why we're there, um, Wall Street Journal had, I thought, a very good piece that seemingly just, it's, it's as if a lot of people don't fully understand, you know, what we're doing there and the benefit of us being there and why it makes sense for us to, to be there. And in essence, we haven't had, you know, the loss of one American life. Let's be very clear. Russia is not our ally. And this in all ways is good for America. It is, um, it's very short-sighted for different individuals that, for whatever reason, just, um, you know, continue this drumbeat. I see some of these posts that people are just... It's just foolishness that that they're just putting out there that somehow, yeah, you know, you're going to buy silence. It's very expensive. And that's all that's that's not that's not what it is. Um, it is the the reason we're there is the fact that, as as I have been saying, we have a chance. We, we can't just sit back and and let China and, and Russia uh, Putin is evil. And if you believe that we are good, which I do, in the battle of good versus evil, how about another? Do you know how many people have, quote, fallen out of windows because they were perhaps not going along with what Putin's plan was? I mean, it's, I mean, it's almost a little comical at this point, uh, complete insanity. But make no mistake about it. Um, and that's why it, it's, uh, it's discouraging to see the number of people that, to me, just don't fully comprehend why we're there, why it makes sense to be there. And in essence, it's the most cost-efficient way. Um, the fact that that in, in, in that we are winning on this, Ukraine's victory is, is our victory. And that's why President Zelensky coming into Washington— um, he he should have been it's it's it is i think it's disgraceful that certain people were trying to portray it that it's like a charity thing but the wall street journal had a good piece republicans lose the plot on ukraine russian war the benefits of helping kiev defeat putin far outweigh the cost american support for ukraine is not charity usaid is helping to degrade an enemy military without the death of a single american in uniform question is what some republicans are thinking as they they spent thursday portraying the ukraine president as a grifter you know and kevin mccarthy well you know i don't support a blank check josh hawley skipped the speech what a joke congress spending bill includes 45 billion assistance for ukraine could put the total north of 100 billion but plenty of the cash is flowing to core American priorities. Almost $12 billion is replenishing U.S. weapon stocks, $7 billion U.S. troops in Europe. It is important to be a good steward of taxpayer money. 
But as they've kind of looked into it, um, it, it's actually has been keeping the U.S. best U.S. weapons out of Russians' hands, and Ukraine has been successful with that. So, but the costs are dwarfed by the benefits. One economist wrote, Ukraine aid is an incredibly cost-efficient, effective investment, burning up Russia's military power for a single-digit share of the Pentagon's annual budget. Though Moscow is one of America's most formidable adversaries, war wars are also shop windows for defense manufacturers. Any country browsing a Russian tank or air defense catalog is having second thoughts and will want to buy American. Boy, you don't hear anyone mention that. But the Wall Street Journal goes on to say many of the same Republicans sneering at Zelensky will claim the U.S. needs to abandon Ukraine to focus on China. But Beijing and Moscow are working together to undermine the West. Best stop the U.S. could take to deter another assault like Putin is delivering to Ukraine. More of the best long-range weapons, aircrafts, missiles, tanks, and other tools it needs to defeat the invasion. That's the bottom line. And people need to remember, Ukraine was invaded. And that's why, you know, I go against any of these, some of the people out there that have been supportive. Russia invaded Ukraine. This business of that Ukraine needs to now come to diplomacy with Putin is, is ludicrous. No, he needs to be defeated. He needs to have his own people rise up and take him out. Now, Wall Street Journal also has another good editorial. The Blue State Exodus continues. And they talk about the latest census data. Shows California losing, Florida gaining again. Texas, Florida make up 15% of the U.S. population, but accounted for 70% of its population growth this past year. That's one of the revealing facts in the Census Bureau. Keep in mind, last year, Rhode Island ripped off the census by putting out the fraudulent numbers that they did. U.S. population grew by about 1.2 million, with foreign immigration accounting for a million of the total. Yet the Census Bureau found some states still lost population because migration to other states exceeded foreign immigration. California, 343,000. New York, almost 300,000. And Illinois, 141. Lost the most residents to other states. How about that? California, 343,000 people left California. Think about that. New York, 300,000 people left New York. And Illinois, 141. The most residents of other states, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Oregon, Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Louisiana were also big losers. Where are all these folks moving? Mostly to states with lower taxes, more affordable housing, higher standards of living. Florida drew the most newcomers, 318,000, followed by Texas, 230,000, North Carolina, 99,000, South Carolina, 84,000 people moved to South Carolina. Tennessee, 81,000 moved to Tennessee. Georgia, 81,000 moved to Georgia. And 70,000 moved to Arizona. More people moved to West Virginia than left for the first time in a decade. Texas ranked first in overall population growth, 470,000. 
followed by how about Florida, 416,000. North Carolina, 133. Population growth. Georgia, 124. South Carolina, again, 89. Tennessee, very popular state now. One new trend is the migration from the Pacific Northwest. Between 2010 and 2020, Washington drew, Washington State, 371,000 newcomers from other states. This past year, it lost 3,500. But because of a big increase in foreign immigration, it still gained population. Oregon gained a house seat during the uh, reapportionment owing to high levels of migration. This year, it lost more people on net. Um, Colorado, barely gaining. One possible culprit is the spiraling public disorder in such cities as Seattle, Portland, and Denver. Most Americans, regardless of their politics, don't want to live, let alone raise children. Homeless people camp on the sidewalk, and the whiff of skunkweed is impossible to escape. Um, you know, they don't mention Rhode Island, but sheer because of the numbers. If they broke it out by percentage, we would definitely be up there. And then they also go on to say Democrat governors can't blame empty officers for their failure to recover jobs lost. So a big part of this are the Democrat governors. Think about that. Florida has no income tax and expansive private school choice programs. It also doesn't smother business with regulation. Florida Governor DeSantis doesn't have to run ads in progressive states. It sells itself. Huge contrast between Florida and California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom rents ads in Florida urging residents, join us in California. Ridiculous. No, a lot of it is the progressive policies. And sadly, in Rhode Island, we... um, we are dealt with those very, very failed. The only reason we're not mentioned is just because the uh, proportion-wise, it would be high, but it's it's uh, it's the, the the small numbers. All right, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. The Coincid Inn, two twenty-six Coincid Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since nineteen seventy-seven. Delicious food, great atmosphere. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, they can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. Two twenty-six Coincid Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 
739-1322.